One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Can we talk about men in gyms, please? Oi, are you still using that? Oi, oh, I love nothing more than being called oi, actually. And also, what do you mean? Am I still using that? Because I'm like, let's break this down. I'm panting whilst moving my arms up and down in the air. So either I'm in a dress rehearsal for fucking Cabaret the Musical, or yes, in fact, Gary, I am still using this fucking cable machine. So I tell you what, take your powdery drinks, take your fucking tattoo of a clock, take your fucking conspiracy theories because someone thought it was a good idea to give you the internet, take your fucking secure masculinity and fuck off you impatient knobhead. Hello and welcome back to another dose of this thing and episode nine of season six. Can you imagine such a thing? Kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Yes, still here, still going, still moaning, still listening to best stories. (laughs) So you know what that means? It means it's almost time to have a break for me to rest my lovely voice. (laughs) Let's not lie, it's just a little bit of a break for you lot to stop hearing me moaning. But in fairness, we're going to have a little bit of a holiday for the gang, Deb, Tim, Myra and Kat. So if you've been sat on something, lucky you. (laughs) If you've had something that you've wanted to get off your chest, you've got to be quick. The number to call is going to be coming up a little bit later. But before you all start complaining that we're having a little bit of time off, we've got a corker of a show for you this week, apparently. Yeah. Oh, and next week. Yes, next week we're going to have a special interview for our end of season show. Mm, More information on that coming up a bit later. But coming up on today's show, I'm told there's not one, not two, but three first time callers. Now, a bit of gossip. This week was Mother's Day in the UK and Ireland. Now, listen, I know it's a very complex day, but hear me out. My mum asked for a strap for a bag, like an orange strap. So I called her up to see if it had arrived and she said she was quite flustered. She was like, I can't talk. I'm on the way to a meeting. I'm running down South End High Street, but don't worry, son, I've got my strap on. (laughs) Well, I almost spat my tea across the room. (laughs) 
<laughs> Speaking of strap-ons, our oh, Debbie's having a week off. <laughs> Actually, someone this week messaged me to say, I don't believe Debbie exists. I think Debbie is your alt account. (laughs) No, fortunately and unfortunately, she's a real life human being. Yes, I can. I can vouch for it. We should at some point make the team say something on this. So you all know that isn't just a figure of my magic figure of my figure of my magic. Oh, I don't know. You know, I'm not very good with the words anyway. Our lovely Maya is here pressing the stop, play and rewind buttons this week. So Maya, press play. Let's do this, babes. Hello, After the Tone. Hello to Scotty, Producer Debs, Tim, Maya, Kat. Hello to everyone in the pub. I'm calling in because I feel great right now. Um, I had a bit of a shit day. Had my performance review at work and didn't get... Like, got a fine, it's an average rating, basically. You're doing an all right job, but nothing special. I cannot tell you how much it has cost me this year. Like, I've given way too fucking much of my time, my joy, my energy to this job to get that fucking rating. So, I am actually just out of therapy. I'm back home, I'm going to cook dinner. I talked about how I felt about this rating in therapy. And the conclusion is, I'm done. I am done being a profitable employee. I am from now on, as your lovely caller said the other week, going to be much more sexy, much less profitable, much less capitalist. So that's essentially me saying cheers to that. And I'm going to try and open a bottle of Prosecco as I keep my finger on the little voice message thingy to celebrate. So bear with me. Listen to this. I don't know if you caught that on the recording, but I have opened the Prosecco. I'm going to toast to myself being a much, much less good employee. And I hope you will do the same. And, Scotty, I sent in the first voicemail of this season and you didn't recognise me. But to be fair, I'm probably not that offended because I don't have a very unique voice or accent. So maybe my new name should be Forgettable Kim. Oh, hi, Forgettable Kim. It's lovely to be back in the room. Ah, imagine. I love that this is the only podcast where you can actually insult the listenership and they kind of like it. <laughs> Forgettable Kim, now bless you. Now, first off, I love the fact that you've got a wash on in the background because you might be up for this performance review. You might have had, you know, the therapy. You might have had like a moment of enlightenment, but you've still got a wash on, which shows that not only are you forgetful, Kim, but you're also practical, Kim. So overall, for this performance review on ATT, uh, it's great that you've come back, so you're showing commitment. Two, you've got a really good relationship with capitalism, i.e. anti-it. Three, you know how to have a good time. And number four, uh, you've got the wash on. So the performance review on this side is 10 out of 10. You've done very well. Thank you very much for getting book in. We hope that you come back in the future. <laughs> Hi, Scotty. It's um, Keely from the Isle of Wight here. I just wanted to pick up on what you were saying about downtime and allowing yourself downtime. And even if you have a scheduled holiday or whatever, you don't end up actually doing that and relaxing. You just persecute yourself and find the next crazy thing to do. And it's something I've thought on a lot. It's something I definitely suffer from myself. And particularly, actually, I've had children now and it's even got worse And this feeling that if I, you know, allow myself time to sit down or 
ultimately do nothing. Um, I have huge um, kind of thoughts come into my head that I'm being utterly lazy and I really persecute myself and, you know, that I'm being idle and all these nasty things. I wonder if it's something to do with upbringing, maybe. I don't know. My parents were working class parents who worked very hard to give myself and my sister, you know, a a life perhaps that they didn't have. Opportunity, if you like. And I just wonder if it's maybe something to that, to watching them work two jobs maybe and all that kind of thing and, you know, limited downtime and... I don't know. It's a really interesting one and um, I'll be interested to hear more on it. Thank you. First off, can we just say a phone call from an island? I mean, <laughs> okay, technically I know the UK is an island. Actually, let's not get down that road because, you know, we'll open up a Pandora's box and I know that we've got a big listenership over the way. So, hi everyone. But like a tiny wee thing <laughs> like the Isle of Wight. Oh yeah. How are you? Hi, Keely. I think you're a new person around here. Excellent. 10 points. Lovely to have you. How to switch off. I wish I knew. You know what sort of gets me? Well, I say when it gets me, I mean what fucks me off. Is you know those people who are like, oh, have you tried this out? Have you tried Discord? Because what that would do is it would just put all your chats in one thing. Oh, have you tried this thing where it like disables all your apps for like an hour? And I'm like, just don't think that's going to work for me because it's just another thing I have to do. Actually, you know when people like are like, oh, this is a really good thing because it's going to help you stop working. And I'm like, no, it doesn't because then I have to learn how to work that thing. Yes, I understand this guilt because sometimes it's just difficult just to lie on the sofa, isn't it? And I, I hear this as being class informed for real because I often have this feeling where my dad like carries like two ton of lead up on his back on a roof do you know what I mean as labour and I'm like sat around (laughs) talking nonsense to people and making art do you know what I mean so I constantly do think that I I should be fighting for my survival because if you've only ever seen survival demonstrated as a fight you know not a literal fight but as in like through struggle then your relationship with labour is always going to be informed by that I also think, for me, this is informed by fatness as well. This idea of being idle, being totally about internalised fat phobia, that if I sit there and do nothing, when I could be out, I could be moving, I could be, quote-unquote, a good fat, I really battle with that as well. And I know that's not a very becoming thing to admit, I never came on this place saying that I was a well-rounded human being, but I do battle with those thoughts as well. So I wonder how many parts, you know, rest and the guilt of rest, how many parts of our identity are pushed by it. Maybe you, dear listener, you've got something that you want to contribute to this chat because I'm very much caught up in it. And what it's doing for me is it's making me really stressed and it's making me feel like I have to solve everything. And when I do get rest, I'm just thinking about what I need to be doing. Got any suggestions which don't involve me downloading another app? Hi, Scotty, producer Deb, Tim Katmeyer, and all the ATT crew. I'm just calling 
in response to what you were saying about rest and how you can't rest and it feels wrong and off to to be resting because that is that is my life I'm right there with you on that I think work has defined my life for such a long time like being a little kid and kind of going out with my mum while she was doing her Avon, Avon job and that was like a second of like two or three jobs at the time to kind of keep the lights on and so on and then getting a bit older and kind of helping out dad at second job and then you get your own job at like 16 and you just keep working and then last month or so I've been signed off work with stress probably inevitably and getting COVID at the same time and you've got no option but to be in bed and be fevery and delirious it's been a wild ride let's let's say that it's not been it's not been um easy to do um so I guess I don't I don't know how to rest um but if I work it out I'll I'll let you know um yeah I don't think I gave a name it's Steph love you bye Oh, hi, lovely Steph. I think you might be new around here. Well, this rest thing has really stirred something in our Julie Waters, hasn't it? When you were talking there, it got me thinking about Avon, in which I thought, camp, really camp. Now, I think most listeners will know what Avon is, because I think it's pure internationale, um, but it's essentially where local people, often local mums, would essentially act as like a freelancer for a beauty company and sell things in sort of living room parties. Dead camp, but also a means of survival. Uh, uh. Oh, do you know what? I haven't done that in a while, have I? So I'm so sorry. I don't know where that one came from. But it got me thinking about the fact that I've been working since I was 12. I used to work on the fairs, um, with like English travellers and showmen, you know, and that used to be majorly seasonal, but I would try and like follow them around and try and do them. So I used to do them all around London, you know, just go from fair to fair and get paid essentially to like flip burgers and make candy floss. So I've I've been working since then, you know, by the age of 15, I was like selling pebble dashing. I was then, when I was 18, I was working for Ticketmaster. I'd pulled pints in gay bars, you know what I mean? I'd like become a DJ. I'd done all of these things. So by the age of like 21, I'd done many a job, <laughs> done many a job. And because I had to pay keep, you know, and keep if you don't know, if you like come from a posh household, it's what um, children have to pay to help to contribute to the household. And... I sort of say those things in a sort of deliberately pointed way because I don't think, and I could be wrong, that posh kids or even like middle class kids or even kids who are like from typical, whatever that is, middle class background would have that same experience where, you know, for me, like my mum and dad would always instill this work ethic within me. There were two things my family wanted for me, to be happy and to get a job. And to get a job that I was happy in because neither of them were happy in their jobs. You know, that was the desire. You know, middle class parents, their desire for their children is to excel. And working class parents, their desire for their children is that they survive. And there's a stark reality towards that. And so it's it's got me thinking there about like, so how long does that mean I've been working for? That means I've been working for 28 years. I've been like earning and keeping and paying bills or whatever, do you know what I mean? Topping up my phone. And that isn't to say, you know, I was like doing it successfully, you know, I was out the door at 12 and I was earning a load of money. 
Not in the slightest. It was what it was. But it was hard graft. And you just come home stinking. And my mum, bless her, she was... You could see there was this, like, challenge within her where she just knew it was what I needed to do. But she didn't want that to be a reality for me. Hmm. Thanks so much. You got me thinking. You got the cogs whirling. Hi, Scotty. It's Pablo Griff calling from Vancouver, Canada. Hi to everyone in the room. Hi to all the producers. I have to catch up this week. And um, thank you for um, answering and talking about the reinstating about the political thing, about holding someone's hand in public, being a gay man. I think it's a total political statement. And I every time I do it, if someone looks, I'm happy about it because, it, yeah, it desensitizes them. So all you queers out there feeling brave, you know, in, in the area of the world that you can do it, uh, be brave. Let people look. It, it is a little political statement. Um, yeah. Also, I love that microdose thing of history of talking about something and making it really small and short. Um, anything to do with history and gay rights. I think slowly over time, we have to integrate those little bits of, of history so we can be kind of proud of things. Not just standing on a soapbox at Hyde Corner and uh, yelling stuff for an hour, but these little bits and telling our straight and our, and our allies these little bits of history so they understand. Also, I just wanted you to know about my birthday so that way I can get a card because I know it takes a couple months to come from England. Um, you asked a question about baths. I take baths all the time with a cup of tea, my Coronation Street, and I sit there for half an hour and just let it all soak in, and it feels wonderful. Um, I also understand about resting. I cannot rest. If it's before 7 p.m. and I'm off work and I'm sitting in front of the TV, I just can't settle and watch watch a story. I just can't, I can't sit there and do it. I feel I feel like I'm wasting time or I feel like I'm not doing something correct. So I understand you on that one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blow a kiss like that. JRF because that's his his signature. But I will say, tra. <laughs> Pablo from Vancouver, Canada. God, let me just go down the agenda of the twenty five things you've called up about. <laughs> Very efficiently done, though. So ten points for that. When it comes to this holding the hand and it being a political statement when it is to be visibly queer or trans or othered within public space. Yes, there can be a defiance, but yes, that is only offered to certain folk. And yes, that is a political statement, but it does cost us. And I notice this with partners, particularly when they take a glance over their shoulder or they think about who is in the vicinity or who's looking or who's watching because they're worried about their own safety and my safety in that moment. And I wonder what living with that fear does to us on a micro and macro level. I wonder what that does to us in like really small and really overt ways. There's also something here around like, I wonder how if we are able to engage more within our queer histories, of which is often largely to do with solidarity, togetherness, collectivism, but also being led by trans folk, being led by mollies and folk who are, you know, playing with gender in really overt ways for their time. And I wonder if knowing about that history more would 
help mend this global fracture that is currently happening within the LGBTQIA plus community. Because within the community, there are major fractures. And it would be really interesting if there were, if like history was a way of like us demonstrating like our collectivism has always been around our survival. Anyway, tea in the bath. I couldn't imagine that. You're hot in the bath. Hopefully you're hot in the bath. Hopefully you've got a hot bath. You're hot in the bath and you're having a hot drink. A hot, yeah, and you're having tea. So you're in a bath. Oh, feel really relaxed. Oh, I'll have some hot milky tea to thirst my quench. Absolutely not. And watching telly in there as well. No, thank you, Pablo. I think you got it wrong. Still to come, be who's buzzed to be calling. That's teabag technique. <laughs> I hope that involves a hot drink and not the other. <laughs> and a pecking Pauline who needs advice on going cold turkey. But before that, hellos this week go to a lovely caller. Um, You might remember the mum that was feeling a bit disconnected from creativity and life from a few weeks ago. Well, they've sent us a message and the message reads, I wanted to say thank you. It really means a lot listening to your reply and it made me realise that it was the first time that I'd felt seen or heard in a while. Though it made me cringe a bit to hear my voice on the radio. (laughs) But it just felt nice to be able to share my thoughts and be vulnerable in a safe space. I'm feeling more like myself again and I've started doodling again. Thank you for creating this podcast. What wonderful humans that you are. Oh, and then they asked to be put in touch with lovely Gemma. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that lovely? So, yeah, we're all going to have that. I mean, honestly, I've said it before, but I'll, and I'll say it again. I don't mind repeating myself, as you know. I said, I don't mind repeating myself, as you know. <laughs> but I absolutely love you lot. Honestly, I do. And, um, I mean, not all of you, but some of you, most of you. <laughs> I could just be nice, could I? <laughs> but, I mean, I do, because it's just so lovely how much you all get from it from us like just building this little thing for you all and you all contribute to it and oh you're such lovely people so listen if you want to drop a line if you've got something to say perhaps you want a little shout out perhaps you have got something that you've heard today that you think oh I want to jump in on that you know what to do numbers coming up a bit later but you can always dive into our dms on instagram on twitter we'd we'd love to see you over there as well all right let's get back to it Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb. Hi, Tim, Kat, Maya, and all the After the Tone crew. Um, there's probably loads of you that I may have forgotten, but I've got ADHD and that's where my brain goes. This is B, beautiful black B in Brighton. Why am I ringing? Well, I'm ringing because I'm in the bath and I'm listening to After the Tone. And I love the podcast. I love being in the pub the little community centre. It's been a massive part of my life at the moment. I am going through a divorce, which is obviously really fucking shit. Um, And I am trying to look after my mentals and stay, stay conscious and stay, not serene, because that would be a lie. You can't really, yeah, you can't separate after 11 years and stay serene throughout it. That would be bullshit. So I'm just trying to stay present, basically, and I'm trying to take, trying to stay as loving as possible. I feel really 
don't know, I feel free, actually. I feel really liberated. And basically, the moral of the story is don't try to squeeze your poly queer arse into a mononormative relationship because it doesn't work. And it makes you bend yourself out of shape. Yeah, it's not all right. You can't do that. Like, I can't do that to my soul. So I feel really free and I feel really excited. Um, and I also feel, like, sad and I'm grieving. And it's that thing of being able to hold both and, which I suppose has been the thing that I've been, you know, working on for the last 20 years. So, yeah, it's a good thing. And also what I wanted to say was, what would I put in my bap? So it depends because I've got loads of different categories. If it's meat, then it's going to be chicken, avocado and bacon. And there does need to be some kind of sauce. So some kind of like a garlic mayonnaise, maybe. Um, but if it's fish, it's got to be crayfish and rocket, which makes me sound really bougie. But actually, I'm, yeah, a fucking commoner. Um, but crayfish is really nice with like a nice sort of mm, a tartary sauce, some kind of white sauce, um, which sounds rude. And I don't mean it like that because that would not be nice in the sandwich. <laughs> anyway, um, I finally fucking done a message, which is amazing. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Oh, a round of applause for you. What a welcome into the room. Beautiful black bee in a bath in Brighton. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a poem, doesn't it? I love that. So what a beautiful name to come in on as well. All the bees. All the bee, 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 bee. It's, it's bee, 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 bee. Oh no, in's not a bee. <laughs> anyway, you know me. I'm not very good at like the... Is it an underground, an underground where you like take the first... Like, anyway, real talk as well, which I'm really here for. I've tried that one where you try to pretend to be slight versions of monogamous. <laughs> it just doesn't work, does it? Where you're like, yeah, of course I could do that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I think long-term listeners will know I was dating a person in Scotlandia and yeah, there was <laughs> there was an attempt to be like, I could be like a normal gay for sure. The things that you do for the D, right? <laughs> Ah, yeah, I can give that a go. Absolutely not. No, it just all falls apart. And there's a lot of sorrow and hurt and anguish afterwards because, you know, you've put some chickens in baskets and they don't want to stay. So I totally hear that one. Absolutely totally hear that one. Anyway, there was something that you were talking about here about this, this sort of joy and elation and grief of what you're currently going through. And I think end of relationships can really be like that, right? They can signify like a deep breath out and new beginnings and the excitement of like, okay, what's moving forward going to be like? But it can also be like, okay, now now what? And fear and worry and all of that sort of stuff. So it's like really complex times. The fact that you're in a bath having a lovely time and still being able to bring some joy. Because can I just say... <laughs> the things that you spoke about in that call were quite deep, you know, and, you know, I'm here for the deepness. But you still managed to have this, like, joy and optimism in your voice, which I think I could learn a thing or two. And then we got to your sandwich choices, your bap choices, and I thought, gone off ya. I'm gonna really bring this down for everyone, okay? And this might be controversial, particularly within people who think they're cultured, but I do not understand how or why, 
or when an avocado lives with bacon. I don't understand in my brain how you put a vegetable with bacon. Is it a vegetable? A fruit? Oh no, it's a fruit, isn't it? A fruit makes it even fucking worse. You put a fruit with dead pig. (laughs) Oh, can I have some banana in this ham sandwich, please? Where does it stop? We have to have rules around these things. So, no, I will not accept that answer. That will not be going into the ATT vault. Crayfish? Crayfish? As if somebody who listens to this podcast eats crayfish. No, not for me. Hiya, Scotty. Hiya, Debs. Tim Meyer, Kurt, old gang. Thank you for whoever did the editing on the last voice note, because I know that that was horrendous. Uh, yeah, it's not here. Yeah, Scotty, shit fit about peas. All right, no worries. Just, you have all the peas. I don't, I just, they're just wet balls of nothingness, you know? To make it up to you, though, I do brew my tea for a minimum, a minimum of fucking three minutes, and I literally put a dash of milk in there and I squeeze that fucking tea bag for all it's bloody worth. All right, guys. Uh, love you. It's Saturday um, today and I'm actually in, I would probably say quite a neutral, medium to good kind of mood. Hey, that's all right, innit? We'll take that. All right, guys. Love you lots and I hope you all have at least medium good days too. All right. Love you. Bye. Hi, Nat. Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. Now, first things first. Yes, we do chop people down a bit because don't you fucking like to waffle on? (laughs) That's why we've got a whole fucking team working on this. Not just you, Nat. I mean, mean everyone. Oh, you want to read JRF? She goes on about 20-minute monologues. Oh, I mean, everyone who calls up, they do like their own sound of their own voice, which I'm I'm all about, you know. Says me. Look at me, those who live in glass houses. You want to hear how much they have to edit me down? (laughs) Ah, now, point in case here, please, T. No, I think you got it wrong again. I'm sorry to tell you. I mean, you know, I am the mistress of right and wrong. I will tell people when they're right and when they're wrong. <laughs> now, you make tea like the NHS boyfriend. And I'll tell you what. Oh, it boils my piss. Because it wants to stew it. It's on the side. It's stirred around. It's this and that and the other. And by the time I get it, oh, it's like a fucking iced latte. Now, yes, I like a deep brew. (laughs) Steady. I do. I like it to look more like a stew than a cup of tea. So, the way that you should be doing it, not three minutes, in that time, things are going cold. But actually, what you want to do is you want to two teabag it. Now, that's what you want, okay? So, if you ever need to be told that you're on callers, (laughs) you just come here. How do you take your tea? Actually, I think this could be a real big conversation for the end of season show. How do you take your tea? And I mean, as you know, I've got strong opinions of such things. It's Holly calling from North Carolina. I'm whispering because I don't know if I want Scotty to hear this, but this is a message for Nat. Um, I also hate roast potatoes. I think they're disgusting. So solidarity with you on that. Okay. Fucking fuming. I fucking de- huh? How can more than one person fucking eat a roast potato? What, what's the roast potato ever fucking done to anybody here? Oh, I thought I liked these people. This is a message for Gemma, because I know you're fucking like a roast potato. Tell Nat and tell Holly in North Carolina to go fuck themselves. 
with their non-potato lives. Hi, Scotty, uh, and Tim and Kat and Maya and Debbie and everyone else. Yeah, long time listener, first time caller. I've just had to stop and uh, send you this because hearing you go off on one about the roast potatoes on a, on a roast dinner has made me so happy. My partner's mum, she just she didn't know what to do with the fact that I didn't have any meat on, on a dinner because I'm veggie. And she used to just pile on more potato. So I'd just have like half a dinner plate of roast potatoes and like, you know, whatever else that was there. But I was just like, so much potatoes, but so much happiness. <laughs> God, potato content. Hashtag potato gate. <laughs> It's really caused some controversy, isn't it? But I'll just say it as it is. I love a roast. Do you know what, caller? First off, long-time listener, first-time caller. You're welcome. Now, I don't know if this is a complaint, and it really shouldn't be a complaint, actually. If if I went to somebody's house and they gave me a plate of roast potatoes and a bit of garlic mayo, which I'm stealing from BBBBB's crayfish, I mean, notions, crayfish roll... I'm having that, thank you very much. I'd be elated. I'd be like, do you know what? I've come to the right house. Although, oh, I say that. Because I'm seeing the roast potato as a as a singular thing in my head of what the perfect roast potato is. Because actually, you can do a fucking spud very wrong. You can. Because some people, you know, they buy the ready-made ones. Oh, no, no, no. Pure idleness. <laughs> Speaking of which, speaking of laziness and feeling idle, when it comes to roast potatoes, I fucking want you to earn your keep. Because <laughs> you've got to fluff them all up. You've got to do all the bits and bobs to them, haven't you? Yeah, you do. Well, I think this is a thing that might, you know, if you've got a perfect roast bard, I want to know about it. So I hope, oh my God, this little bird has just appeared at my window. It's like yellow and black and, oh my God, you're like the beautifulest thing I've ever seen in my life gone now anyway if there's an allegory for life there it is ah yes scotty babs brace yourself it's me it's pauline oh and hi to the rest of the team and the lovely producer deb well i'm calling you because uh oh i'm pecking as they say i'm pecking i would absolutely love to smoke a bucket of fags right now i am trying to go well not exactly cold turkey because i'm drinking uh buckets of green tea at the same time you know matcha fancy stuff oh yes but i am absolutely gasping all the time i mean it's a good thing i work from home otherwise you know i'd be absolutely vile to every fucker coming along my way but um yeah so any advice for those who are trying to uh quit the cancer sticks Cheers, Babs. I'll speak to you soon. All right. Here she go. Wolverhampton's finest. She's back in the room. Hi, Pauline. How are you? It's been a while. Where have you been? What have you been doing? Well, clearly, trying to stop having a smoke, which, you know, it's never been an ailment. It's never been a thing. I mean, I've tried my best with most things. (laughs) Believe me, I really gave them a good go. But fags, no. I mean, in both senses of the word, I can't abide them. (laughs) It's never been that thing for me that thought, oh, well, there you go. I've got a penchant for that. Fucking big fancy word out of my mouth. 
So I wouldn't know, wouldn't know where to start. I mean, lots of people talk about having something to play with with your hands, Pauline. <laughs> so you get a gentleman call around, love. <laughs> but, you know, there's nothing to say that you have to be nice to the public anyway, you know, because they are just the general public. So maybe you've got some advice for Pauline, because clearly I, I can't say anything because I've never done that thing. Because I just, do you know what? The smell of people. The smell of people who smoke. You know, like, sometimes you turn up on a day or, you know, come on, let's say it as it is. You're getting off with someone and you're like, you taste disgusting, you smell disgusting. And you can't even smell that you smell disgusting. I mean, I find the smell of most humans quite repulsive anyway because I've got really sensitive nose. Uh, so it means I often can smell, like, what people have been eating, if they've been eating onions and garlic and things like that. Oh, it churns my stomach. So I really like people that are into perfume, because I think we should be all very much masking the fact as humans, we really reek. <laughs> this is by the by, Pauline, I know it's not helping you, but I guess what I'm saying is, get yourself down to the local chemist, get yourself a spritz or something lovely, and um, get something in your hands. <laughs> Maybe you've got more practical advice for our lovely Pauline. So get on the blower, let us know. That's it for another week. Well, we really have got some big open-ended questions in the room. How do you take your tea? What are your thoughts on potatoes? What do you do in the bath? Are you like Pablo? Are you drinking in there watching the telly? Can't believe it myself. And Paulie needs some advice. So if any of these things have got you going, you know what to do. Open up the WhatsApp and send us a voice note to this number. 0788 Remember, it's a community space. It's supported by you. And so for as little as £3 a month, you can help keep the lights on. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. We would be really, really grateful if you would consider doing that. So just putting that out there. Uh, Next week, it's our end of season show. And we'll be having a very special segment, which will be an interview with the in-house ATT Nan. That's right. That JRF will be joining us for a deep dive into who the person is behind the person that we all hear every week. And she'll be telling us how to make roadkill into runway. Honestly, brace yourselves for it. It's a good one. So if I don't see you through the week, I'll see you through the window. See you next time, Hans. Bye. After the Tone is hosted by me, Scotty, produced by Maya Miller-Lewis, executive producer Tim Bano, digital producer Capriel, ATT is a Debbie's production production. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.